Tune in to this week's Xamarin Show, where I have my two favorite monkeys of the Xamarin Forms team who will tell us all about accessibility and how you can apply it to your Xamarin Forms app today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Xamarin Show. I'm your host, Gerald, and today I got not one, but two special guests on. I have Rachel and Shane from the Xamarin Forms team, .NET MAUI team. I don't know how to call you these days, but they have taken some valuable time from working on .NET MAUI to talk about the other important thing, accessibility. Shane, Rachel, welcome. How are you doing? Hi. Hi. Hello. Doing good. Great, that's good to hear. So um, you added, the both of you and James, actually James Montemagno, you know, my best friend in the entire world from the other Xamarin Show episodes. Um, you've been working on adding some accessibility to the Xamarin Community Toolkit for now so that we can already apply it to Xamarin Forms. Is that right, Shane? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, with Maui, we kind of, we took a step back uh, on the accessibility story and made sure to really analyze what works and what isn't working for people in, in the Xamarin Forum space and uh, try to make sure to uh, create a story inside Maui that, that's really able to address people's issues. But we wanted to get a lot of that code into users' hands prior to the, to the Maui timeline. Uh, so that so that people would give us feedback and so that it could address other uh, Xamarin Forms issues people have run into. Um, so for example, some of the stuff you'll see are solutions to being able to use, say, like automation IDs and it won't affect your accessibility, which has been a major problem for a number of years. And then um, being able to, to have a much more <clears throat> successful journey when trying to affect the ordering of controls uh, through like talkback um, by using some different sort of controls that we introduced versus using uh, like the tab index APIs. So a lot of this is really just us trying to make that story as powerful as possible and then try and getting as much feedback as possible. Um, so yeah, the, the a lot of this stuff is out in some pre-releases and we're excited to get um, get feedback and see success stories. That's great. Yeah, I talk about like what the toolkit is exactly all the time. And one of the things is, you know, uh, kind of like a, a, a project where we can start developing these things uh, together with the community. And then, you know, um, we can we can uh, let it grow there and hopefully put it back into .NET Maui in this case, because Forms is not going to be um, um, you know, a place where this can live. Um, Rachel, you are the latest addition to the forums team, although it's, I think, almost a year now, or maybe even more than a year, um, which is really cool. And I think you you took like that focus on accessibility uh, early on, right? And that's what you're um, kind of focusing on with forms right now, uh, the toolkit, and later on in Dot and Maui. Yeah. Um, so I joined. It hasn't been a year yet, actually. Around eight to maybe almost nine months ago now. Um, and it's been super exciting being on the team and working with Shane and James and everyone on accessibility stuff. So I'm super excited to show off the latest work that we've done on it. Great, well, um, I have no clue what you're going to show. So let's just dive into Visual Studio and see what you have created. All right, so here is the latest PR we contributed to the Xamarin Community Toolkit. Big shout out to James for making this happen. 
Um, and as Shane was saying, we brought over a lot of the new accessibility APIs that people can start working with right now in their Xamarin Forms apps. And so right here, I have the code from um, the Xamarin Community Toolkit sample. And this is one of the sample pages demonstrating the new APIs with semantic effects. So here we have some labels and buttons and images showing off the various APIs. So for example, we have heading level, which is an API that helps us see, um, indicate um, whether controls should be headings and that allows us to, it allows screen reader users to skim through content more quickly and efficiently. We have here semantic description, which allows us to indicate what we want the screen reader to read out loud. We have here semantic hint, which allows us to tell the screen reader to give more context about the specific control. Um, so these are some of the new APIs. And so and this is set up as a as a kind of like attached behavior thing, right? Uh, or is it an attached behavior? Is that the thing? Attached property. That's the thing I'm looking for. Uh, because you know these are not properties of the controls, but it's set up like an effect, an attached property that you can attach to any visual element, I guess. And those maps to like the native platform um, accessibility properties that are available. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So for example, with the semantic effect description, that maps down to content description on Android and it maps down to the accessibility label on iOS. And right now here I have an Android device plugged in. It's my physical device. Um, and I'm gonna show you how these semantic properties work. So if I go to effects and I go to semantic effect, we can see this page that this XAML here represents. I'm going to turn on TalkBack, which is the screen reader for Android. TalkBack on. XAMARIN Community Toolkit Sample. Semantis Effect. So now if I click on, for example, this label here with the automation ID and a description, we'll be able to hear the description properly. And this is super cool because as Shane briefly mentioned before, this is a challenge that a lot of developers had in terms of accessibility on Android in the past. So if I click on it. This is a semantic description. The description is read out loud. Yeah. Um, similarly, um, we can see here the semantic properties working on other controls. So here with the hint on the button. Button with hint, button. This is a hint that describes the button. For example, sends a message. We also Double tap have to activate. it working on the image. This is a description that describes the image. For example, image of Xamarin Community Toolkit logo. And we also have the heading levels working here. So with headings, if I swipe vertically on Android, um, that will allow me to skim through the headings and nothing else. So I am a heading one, heading. I'm gonna scroll vertically now. I am a heading two, head. I am a heading three. I am a heading four, head. I am a heading five. I am a heading six. I am uh, no next heading. I am and a heading nine. After I get to the last heading, it won't let me go to anything else since the heading level lets us to access just the headings. Super cool, super cool. And I love that it pronounces Xamarin sort of right. So that is um, pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how it right, says so, Maui. We don't have any Maui language yeah, oh, in there, Oh, we do should we? have the Maui sample. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, all right, really cool. Is there so this is already super helpful because you know accessibility is one of those things that is super important but um, easily overlooked because 
we are fortunate enough that you know we don't need this so then it's not top of mind uh, so i'm so glad that this is implemented right now is there is there something else that is supporting us in this scenario right now yeah so actually in that last pr we also added new apis for semantic ordering and this was inspired by challenges with the previous tab index um, that we had with Xamarin Forms. And semantic ordering allows you to indicate the order in which you want the various controls to be read aloud by the screen reader, especially when that order isn't as logical or conventional. And this actually um, started out in our exploration repository that we have called Ally Tools. And I have here the code for Ally Tools. And here we're looking at a page that demonstrates that semantic ordering. So here we, you can see in the stack layout that's wrapped by the semantic ordering view, we have a label, a collection view, and another label, labeled first, second, and then third. And I'm going to show you what this looks like on the screen. So back to uh, my Android device. We have here the label first, label second, and then this collection view third. And in the code behind, we indicate by the, those names, first, second, third, that we want the screen reader to read out those controls in that order. So now I'm going to turn TalkBack back on, and we'll be able to see when I navigate by swiping with one finger that the focus will jump from first to second and then back up to the top of the collection view and go through it. Talk back on. Hey, Lemon E Tools. Okay, button. Double tap to activate. Element outside the ACCESSIBI light. First. So we're on the first label. I'm going to swipe again. Second. Second. And swipe again. It's going to jump up back to that collection view. One, two of 4,000 in list. Two, three, four, five of 4,000. Beautiful. So that's the semantic ordering view. Yeah, and that's really helpful. This is a this is a good demonstration here, just because this comes up where you have cases where you have a long list in the middle, but you might want that to be the last thing that it navigates to for the user. Um, but you want it to, you know, that way it goes to whatever you have at the top, the bottom, and then the list. That way they don't just get to the list and sort of possibly get get stuck in that place. So the semantic view, order view on the community. Toolkit is very nice because it's it's a bit of a lighter touch. So there are there are aspects of it you sort of have to be aware of because a lot of a lot of constructing your app so that it's accessible accessible for users also has to do with being smart about how your logical layouts work because uh, a lot of the the idea really is that the experience you're creating for someone using your app that has accessible needs uh, should be as identical as possible to someone who doesn't have those needs. So kind of making those experiences as symmetrical as possible is, is really important. So the tab index on forms was a bit more of a heavy implementation, whereas this one is a very sort of soft touch. So it's for if, if you have kind of a basic layout of elements, like here where you sort of have these three controls kind of existing at the same level, it'll, it'll, it'll let you sort of change which one you want focused. So there's certain scenarios where this can't. Um, so for example, like if you in your collection view, if you had a bunch of elements in there, 
and you wanted it to jump from this first label to something inside the collection view and then to something outside the collection view, you can't really achieve that here with the semantic view, but that's one of those things where it's kind of like, it, that's not really a scenario. That's one of those scenarios you sort of have to question if that's the correct, if that's actually the correct way to make your app accessible. Because the idea is that once you dive into a scroll view, that's where the user needs to be. So that that's kind of, that's one of the things to kind of note about the approaches we're taking here with the toolkit and even with Maui is that fundamentally the native platforms uh, know, know what's best for accessibility. And then all of these APIs are just making it so you can make a little bit of a tweak. And then we just kind of stay out of the way of things. So that's that's the mantra a lot here with, with Maui, um, with the community toolkit and the ordering things. Um, right, and, and that's kind yeah. of the cool thing, right? We can use this now today in Xamarin Forms because of the toolkit uh, to be totally clear at the time of recording. This is all in pre-release, but um, maybe by the time you'll see this, it will be out in public um, uh, in a stable release. Um, so go check that out. Um, so I think, is there any other resources that we can um, look into? Because I'm really intrigued by what you say, uh, Shane, like um, you, you really, you don't have to just implement this to make it work, but you really have to also put some thought in it. Like what is a natural flow through your application for, you know, reaching those buttons whenever you have to uh, go through them with a with a swipe uh, gesture or, or so. So is there some... Um, some resources that we can check out right now, Rachel? Yeah, so as I mentioned, this um, semantic ordering view originally came from the Ally Tools, which is the sample that I just showed. And actually in this very same Ally Tool sample, there are additional APIs that we are exploring that can also be experimented with right now. So here, um, if I go back into the sample, I can demonstrate some of those other APIs we have. Um, so some of those include an API called set focus that allows you to set the accessibility focus to a specific element. We also have one called set control type, for example, that allows you to indicate that you want a control to act as a certain different type of control. Um, and these are really cool, and I would love to show you how these work as well. So if I go into the sample and I go to set focus, I turn talk back on, um, and this demonstrates how if I click on this button, I can force the focus to go wherever I want. So when I click on it, the focus will go to this label. Talk back on. A11 eTools. Okay, button. Double tap to activate. Set accessibility focus to label, button. Hello, I am the label. So as you can see, when I click on the button, the label control is read out loud. Um, and then that's, so that's for set focus API. And then if I go to the set control type API, demonstration here, I'm gonna go here. Um, and let me show you the XAML here. So in this first stack layout, um, you'll see that the whole thing is read aloud as a button because we set the control type to act as a button. Talk back on. Hey, I am a button, button. Double tap to activate. So as you can see, the whole thing was read out 
um, as a button, and then it's a double tap to activate. And this is behavior that is only typical um, of a button control. And here we indicated that the entire stack layout should act as a button, which is why we were able to do that. And this is super helpful um, when it comes to trying to make grouped elements more accessible as well. Yeah, so we see a lot of cases where people are using stack layouts to make um, buttons because you can sort of make the content more uh, rich. So this is a this is a nice way to now make the stack layout uh, present itself as a button at the native level. Uh, so if you see, because you can go into the code behind on this one, Rachel, you can kind of just see that we're basically setting uh, the control type to a button. So yeah, really cool. Then, really cool. Yeah, yeah, and then that's setting native ally properties so you, on the on the controls themselves, so that they can, um, so that the native operating system then interprets those elements as those uh, with those types of traits, like as a button. So there's nothing that we're doing inside in these controls to to sort of say, to make it read like that ourselves. It's not like text we're embedding or anything weird like that. Like it's it's very just down to um, edging the native along to be like, hey, just so you know, you should treat this view as a as a button. And then it, it, it does all the correct things for you. All right, that is great, that is great. So much stuff to work with to make your app accessible. I think there's more sessions and things where you can learn more right now. I think there's a big push going on this month on all things accessible, is that right? Yeah, so, well, firstly, if for those who want to check out all of these cool APIs I just showed off, um, you can find the Ally Tools repository on GitHub here and check out all the cool things with these APIs I was talking about. Um, and then there is also a letslearn.net accessibility session coming up very soon. Um, and it might have even happened by the time this recording goes out. Um, and that can also be found here. Um, so I encourage everyone who's watching to go check it out. All right, great. I will make sure that the links will show up down in the video description so that you can all check them out. Thank you so much, Shane and Rachel, for coming on and, uh, well, adding this in the first place and coming on to tell us all about it as well. Uh, dear viewer, also, thank you watching. Thank you for watching. Um, please go check out all the other Examine Show episodes with James or me or both. Um, and, of course, you know, we'll click that little like button if you like this episode and subscribe to our channel to uh, be notified of new content automatically. And until the next one.